Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. and welcome back to episode 10 of your favorite G.I. Joe explosion experience podcast innumerable event knowing is half the podcast. I blacked out during that intro. I went went for all the E-words I could come up with that meant something meaning exciting. Did it it read? I blacked out for a little while, so I don't know. Well, you do have the uh, power of being comatose (laughs) for as long as needed to avoid awful experiences. Gina's power really involves terrible episodes of G.I. Joe, and every time I start speaking, Mm -hmm. both times she can just shut it right down right there. Mm -hmm. Oh, by the way. It's form of narcolepsy. (laughs) I am Ray Stacanus. I'm Gina Ippolito. And we're talking about episode 10 of the greatest television show in the history of of television, G.I. Joe, the 1985 show. I would not, uh, I would argue that it was the greatest show in the history of television. However, I would not argue that it's the greatest show in the history of explosion entertainment. (laughs) You know what? Not going to disagree with you there. I think you've made a salient point. Good night, everybody. No. Uh, Today's episode is called Jungle Trap. Jungle trap. And following the mess that was Cobra Saves the World, this was a breath of fresh air. I have to disagree. I will oh, say, no. I, I will say yes, it was better, but I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I feel like this is, I'm going to take the unpopular thing. But remember, I've, I never watched it originally. Yes. The Duke Scarlet episodes versus the Flint Lady J episodes are far inferior yes. and way more boring yes that like is they fact. as characters are way more boring so i don't understand why in the movie channing tatum played duke instead of flint well because duke is the more like he's seen as like the higher up character i don't care he is boring <laughs> as crap i was always under the impression back in the day that duke was like generation one and then flint came later so he was like like they had sort of worked out the kinks, they had realized like, oh yeah, this is a bland vanilla character. We uh, let's try and like amp it up a little bit. Yeah, uh, but and now it appears that that's not the case. They just sort of traded off. I would argue that Duke is actually based on like the first series of GI Joe toys, which are the ones that are about three times as tall, oh. more in line with like the size of a Barbie doll. Yeah, and they had like the large like jeeps and stuff, but they all had like that kind of like blonde hair and and just kind of bland like face. Master Race super soldiers. Yeah. Yeah, like even he he even looks boring, and I feel like even even when you compare uh, Scarlet and Lady J, like Lady J has this kind of progressive haircut. Absolutely. She's not wearing makeup. Her titties aren't like <laughs> super super distracting, huge. And then you get Scarlet, and you're like, oh my god, what am I looking at? And not that she's not hot. It's just you know like. For combat, that hair is going to get you in trouble. Is that like point. a Ginger and Marianne she, type uh, thing? I mean, we. I, I mean, yeah. if we're going to skip ahead for a moment, it's like uh, 
hey, we're uh, dressed up as cobras. There's a cobra. There's a cobra. <laughs> There's a cobra with fucking Super three feet of hair, <laughs> yeah, red hair, hair just popping out of her helmet. Yeah, so now I get bummed when I see that it's a Duke and Scarlet <laughs> episode. And I feel like even if it was something where they were like, ah, we used all our good characters up already, like give him some sort of quirk. He can have some sort of Fox Mulder addiction to porn or something. Like some <laughs> something in there that's like, oh, this character seems like he might be a boring guy. But then there's this weird thing. I want to look at uh, all of your uh, pilots and spec scripts <laughs> to see how many times you went to the Fox Mulder sex addiction well. How many of your characters, like peripheral or even major characters, <laughs> just have that. Oh, yeah. By the way, I'm addicted to porn. What? What? Did, and this then is- he's like, you know, like Fox Mulder in X-Files. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone's like, oh, I get it now. But I mean, come on. Picture Duke. Mm-hmm. As he is, mm-hmm. but he has he has a porn addiction. I like to believe he's maybe into like autoerotic asphyxiation. Yeah, like it, just give him something interesting. And same with Scarlet. Like just may- maybe she it doesn't believe in bathing. I'm just saying, give her one <laughs> one interesting character trait, so that when I get to these episodes, I can be like, oh, maybe they'll mention the weird thing. Uh, when we were talking <laughs> last, uh, know your Joe about like sexism and the naming, right? I kind of lumped. I feel like Duke is kind of lumped in in that same uh, category. It's almost Duke is almost uh, the equivalent of just like a generic man name. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, like if he was called like Duke Man, it would sort of make sense. And so I feel like th- both of those characters, Duke and Scar, you, I agree, are just like just totally milk toast. Yeah. Well, Duke needs it's sort of like Beowulf. It's just like this generic. He just does everything really well. Yeah. He never has any problems. You know, he's always going to be okay. Well, actually, and it's like, boring now. Yeah. The, the more I think about it, the more it makes sense that it was Channing Tatum because and and don't send me Uh-oh. don't send me angry hate don't mail ladies it. that are listening to it. But I find Channing Tatum pretty boring. Hold up. Hold up. I used to think that. And then, then you watched I saw a Magic Mike XXL. <laughs> And I'll be goddamn if that motherfucker can't dance. No, like listen. Nobody's business. He can da- I've known that he could dance I since Step that. Up happened. Oh, okay? okay. You need to binge watch some of the Step Up movies. I feel like I don't have to do that. But because he's an amazing, insane dancer. You guys. But still kind of boring. Raise your hand if you're not surprised that uh, Chan has seen Magic Mike <laughs> XXL. Just go ahead and put that it's out a there. Podcast. No one could see who's raising their hands. I was. I think you knew I was, even if you were listening. It was in the lilt of my voice. It's, uh, it's not a half bad movie. I'm not going to lie. I, wa- I watched the first one, so I'm not in the theaters, on my computer. <laughs> by my, by myself. <laughs> uh, I can be honest, I have not seen either. The first one was, it was, it shock was you both. It I was only fun. saw the second one. And it was I fun. It much more next. Were you able to keep up with all the plot twists and the character <laughs> development? I mean, it was because uh, Magic Mike XXL. So I mean, I I was kind of worried that I wouldn't. I, I didn't catch the first XXXL IX. <laughs> yeah, of double them. double X. Wait, yeah, it doesn't entirely work. Did you, did you see the first twenty? I guess is the question because that would uh, be the XXL is like actually like. 20 and then 50 right next to it so it doesn't make a lot of sense i like it but yeah in the world of actors i feel like uh uh channing tatum is duke because he's boring and maybe flint is then that means that duke can dance (laughs) he can dance i I wouldn't be surprised i wouldn't like you put him in a barn and nobody's around he's just gonna start he's just start 
just so like who's just a dynamic like action hips. oh I, th- I feel like Flint would be like uh, uh, I was thinking Jason Statham Flint actually oh, was, was cast he is in the second no don't movie. tell me who it is because I feel like it should either be Ryan Reynolds okay. or who's the guy from Jurassic Park what's his name Chris oh Chris Neal. Pratt Chris oh, Pratt Chris no Sam Neill yes they, he's talking about they, Sam Neill they both because those dudes both <laughs> have, Jeff Goldblum they both have personality. hold on back up back up <laughs> How great would it be if the G.I. Joe movie had Flint <laughs> played by Jeff Goldblum? You're loving the idea, aren't you? You're I thinking would, about I it. Would and love it. I would 100% totally love, love it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so who was it in the second movie? Uh, I want to say it is um, a guy who's in... Uh, oh, jeez. Uh, what about a uh, 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 was so he was not in the first movie? I feel like that would make me mad because I'm more invested. Yeah, but if you've seen the second GI Joe movie, Duke isn't doing any dancing. <laughs> it was, what was it called? GI Joe Annihilation. GI Joe Retaliation. Retaliation was the first one. Annihilation. <laughs> that was Rise of Cobra. The Rock was in it. DJ Catrona. I wanted to say he was the guy in. Um, That's a real from Dust Till Dawn. DJ Qualls. It was DJ Qualls <laughs> from the TV show. Uh, um, from Dust Till Dawn, which also had Adrian Padalecki. Uh, Palicki? Palicki? Oh, Palicki, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Who is doing a fantastic job as Bobby Morris on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., not the greatest show in the world. Agent I like Palicki, me some fantastic. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, I am not surprised. Um, Here's my hand going up. <laughs> Mediocre comic. Uh, but did you, did you see her, her Wonder Woman pilot that they leaked Man, online? Nobody needs to see that. Nobody needs to see that. That's not her fault. Let's I not. mean, I'm just saying. Anyway, you guys, jumping deep into the episode here. We are in the middle of India, and the Joe team is uh, led by Duke and Scarlet and Rakondo. And oh, are we going to talk about? Uh, are we going to? I mean, you, you in your text to us uh, earlier, you were like, "Hey, look, it's a it's an episode in the jungle with only sixty percent of the racism you'd normally." That is no, correct. He said sixty percent less, less racism. Sixty percent yeah, less okay. racism than the. Well, I mean, compared to the last two episodes that we've seen, Chan, we have the freaking monkey people of Africa. I will. And then I will we say have it's the it, other it, tribe. It, 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 is less racist, but the very first thing they say that's in the, the episode, yeah, that's forty percent of the racism right racist. there. But also, the savagery of the say, jungle mixed with the excitement of the city. Where else but India? Yeah. Where else but India? I, that was that was that when was I brutal. I said racist India quote right off the bat. But before that, I put immediately hate that there's a cheetah in a cage. <laughs> Oh, how many animals are in cages in this? I, I am not. I was not. I was not feeling the animal abuse in this episode. Mm. And, and that poor snake that had the camera shoved down its throat. Oh, <laughs> poor thing. So, um, so hey, the, you know yes. what? Let's go. Let I because I do want to talk about that. Uh, I thought, frankly, it was adorable. <laughs> That uh, the little cobra had the little <laughs> yeah, uh, TV camera in it. it was great. And then later on, you've got more cobra cameras. Yes. Uh, I do. I want to see the, the scientist that like is, is happily presenting these things to Cobra Commander. Like, look what I got. I don't cobra think Commander's you... just like, I don't care. No, you don't need oh, a cobra scientist. Cobra Commander for that. loves it. What are you talking about? He's just like, give me a million. Oh, yeah. No, he was definitely all about that. He was like, oh, fucking cobra lasers, cobra cameras. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, like, it's. They're not snakes that have been have had uh, technology jammed in them. They're just robots that look like snakes, yeah. which is fantastic. I don't I, I don't want to just see uh, cobra cameras, uh, cobra lasers. I want friggin' cobra everything. Whatever whatever you got, I want like uh, cobra beer koozies. 
I want like uh, I want just like little cobras that just deliver the mail, like pneumatic tubes. You just like shove a shove, shove a cobra a, in there. It's I mean it's a normal pneumatic <laughs> tube, like like uh, the old bank things, but it's just got like a like a little snake head on the front and like a little snake tail on the back. It's like shoop. Yeah, and I want like little uh, what do they call them? Uh, um, the spoilers on the front of the cars, the hood ornaments. Oh yeah, cobra hood ornaments, all just cobra right hood there ornaments, every obviously. time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want all uh, not just beer koozies. I want all beverages served in, uh, from cobra uh, uh, um, machines, uh, vending machines. Right. I want them all to have like cobra cans. So like, like cobra brand like cola. Yeah, it just pop. You know, like pop the top with the uh, and with it the cobra sleep shop. Oh jeez. <laughs> I have now looked up DJ Catrona, and I hate that this guy played Flint. He looks like Flint, sort of. <laughs> no. <laughs> Bloated Flint. He also no. played the George Clooney character in uh, From Dust Till Dawn, the uh, no. TV series. <laughs> Gina, no temper tantrums. No, I hate him. <laughs> Flint should be older and cooler and sassier. That's true. <laughs> cooler and sassier. He needs to be a Ryan Reynolds type. You, wait a minute. How is Ryan Reynolds older and sassier than DJ Catrona? Sassier, maybe. Uh, sassier. I argue they're about the same age. Uh, they're probably about the same age, but I don't know. I just don't like that guy. <laughs> I want Flint to be played by someone interesting. I want Flint to be played by a giant cobra. <laughs> yes. Cobra toaster ovens, <laughs> man. You just <laughs> open up the mouth and just like... <laughs> it is. When I, went to, when I went to Penn State, every store you went into had very weird, like, like it would be like Penn State salt and pepper shakers, like mm-hmm. this and that. And it was literally everything. And I feel like that is probably the, the Cobra store because you, there yeah. has to be a store because oh, yeah. they live in Cobra headquarters. A lot of people live mm-hmm. there. Uh, mostly they live in temples in the jungle. Well, that is correct. I'm just saying they probably have a, a store that you can get a travel toothbrush oh, yeah. in in case you definitely, forgot definitely. your some saline solution. And lamps. I think they all have insignias. The lamps all look like <laughs> like snakes and you just With the, the, light the, light the light bulb comes out the mouth. I would yep, actually yep. like to see the guy. I, I would like to see the guy who like retires from there and then has like a yard sale of all the <laughs> of all the Cobra stuff. So, like, what did you do? What would you do before you retired? <laughs> I'm not allowed to talk about it. Uh, but I'll, but if you give me 25 cents, you can have this Cobra hot plate. <laughs> oh, my God. The heating element is just a coiled up Cobra. Oh, I mean, honestly, I'm just looking around uh, and everything I see in this place could like the uh, rack for the paper towels. It's just like a little Cobra sticking up. And then you put the towels on top of that. Guys, I think we've just stocked the entire podcast store <laughs> yeah. on Etsy. I think we've just put this together. Uh, what are the what are the, a, a, a Keurig a Keurig where the where the uh-huh. just comes out of the cobra's mouth? That would be that would also oh. be uh, I bet cobra would love that because those uh, uh, contribute to a lot of today's trash. Yep. So they would be slowly killing the earth every time oh, they make coffee. Unfriendly. Yeah, I feel like they make styrofoam cobra cups. Any they make batteries stuff that just never biodegrades just batteries that just coil for no reason. <laughs> Maybe cobras behind the new energy efficient light bulbs. Oh, oh, those would be beautiful! Wow, I would pay lots of dollars to have a uh, have a cobra uh, halogen light. Is that what they call it? I don't know. So, getting back to the first thirty seconds of this episode, yes, please, because I'm going <laughs> down the rabbit hole of cast members in the GI Joe movie. Look, God, and, and I'm Gina. getting I'm getting mad. I, I like that Joseph Gordon-Levitt was in it though. Absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. You missed him in the first one. He's fantastic I'm s- in the first one. Specifically looking for Lady J because she better be someone awesome. Mm, I, I, bet I don't know be about that. Is she she better that? be someone awesome. Oh, she probably was. I don't, she, oh no, it's Adrian Palicki. Oh, in the first one? No, in the second one. 
She's not oh, in the first one. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's all right. I'll I'll accept that. All right. I'll accept that. Can we move on now? Yes. <laughs> I'm Put not down convinced phone, you Gina. mean that. Put down the phone, Gina. <laughs> Scarlet. Scarlet is someone named Rachel Nichols. I don't know who that is. <laughs> uh, I believe she is in Twilight. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Continue, sir. Well, we meet Dr. Shakur. <laughs> 30 seconds in mm-hmm. and uh, he meets up with the G.I. Joe team and they go through a weird set of like code words back and forth. You know, uh, the sun is always hot. Uh, oh. I, I thought that was kind of cool, actually. I don't think they were code words. I think they were just still to like, conversation. Yeah. 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 That's really? what I thought at first. But I gave them the benefit of the doubt. And then because he doesn't shake his hand until the whole code is the done. whole thing is done. It's like old 1960s and he, spy. Talk. Yeah. And he ends with like, you know, what else bites a cobra or whatever yeah. it is. I, 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 down, I was worried at first because I thought it was just, just supposed to be normal dialogue. I feel like if you're uh, if the whole point is to elude Cobra, the last thing you're going to want to do is talk about talk Cobra about in your code words. Yeah, see, I mean, you would think, but also they're clearly having a, a loud meeting in in the middle of a crowded bazaar. Mm-hmm. But then where they, they end the by saying Cobra is never going <laughs> to find you where we're going to bring you. Yeah, I guess. But he's in the middle of a of a market square in India. Doctor Shakur is, and he runs into four people who look like Ricondo, Duke, Scarlet, <laughs> and Rock and Roll. Now, how many people that look like that are going to be just coming up to you on the street in India? I, I mean, mean, to be fair. Uh, the India does have the excitement of the city. Okay, excuse me, I'm wrong. <laughs> Combined. I mean, if this was like if this was the TV show Alias, they would have sent them in disguise. They mm-hmm. would have gone in disguise instead of just hey, here's four white people walking to rescue an Indian. They doctor. would have sent in their disguise master, Snake Scarlet. Eyes. Oh, Snake Eyes. They would have put him in a blonde wig. And, yes, uh, that's you know, right. Like a they did, or they <laughs> that's didn't even right. try to disguise Snake Eyes in this one at all. He shows up <laughs> and they're just like, yep, you were on the roof. Uh, also, yeah, no, like all I that. kept thinking with with all of the outfits in this is how unbelievably hot they had to be in the hoods and in the masks. And ugh, I ugh. kept waiting for Blowtorch to show up. <laughs> It's just so it's got to be so hot there. So there's one thing that happens here where uh, Dr. Shakur says, I made a machine that pulls lava from the center of the earth (laughs) and eats cities with it. The center. By the way, there's there's a lot of problems with this science. Sure. (laughs) But the part that really bothered me outside of the science is he says, I wouldn't want it to fall into the wrong hands. (laughs) What are the right hands for this particular piece of technology? This is also a note that I have made. He's like, he's. He, he, you guys, he was just starting. He wanted to make a cheap way to fuel his barbecue pit. Sure. And then he, he developed it and then was like, oh, no. You know what? Someone might use this not for barbecuing. Actually, hold on. Because <laughs> geothermal energy is a legitimate energy source. It's difficult to tap into, except for just like a few places. I like believe, Dr. Up in Norway. Magic but also, machine. if you take lava from the center of the earth, you're going to mess up the earth. That's the other thing. <laughs> There's uh, there's all sorts all of lava sorts. real close to the surface. Oh, yeah. Um, you can take any of that from the mantle, and it's not a big deal if you take it from the center of the Earth, which is spinning and which provides the magnetic shielding yeah. around our Earth to protect us from the cosmic rays that would destroy our genes. Also, I'm pretty hit. sure like making the Earth uh, uh, weigh slightly less would have catastrophic consequences well i mean technically it's not going anywhere it's that's you know know what that's true that's true i think the earth looks great doesn't need to lose any weight whatsoever (laughs) also there's there's morlocks in the center of the earth that i'm Mm -hmm. sure don't want to be disturbed Mm -hmm. 
It's a lot. Are you of saying pro- there should be fewer locks it's down there? <laughs> Jeez. So he made a big lava machine. RPMs, but you can see how you <laughs> quality, quality <laughs> pun making like that sort of thing on Twitter <sighs> on a regular, regular basis. So they go to rush Doctor Shakur out, and they end up just in some sort of big old courtyard, and they get, of course, immediately ambushed by Cobra. Dude, why uh-huh. does everybody have a rifle but Scarlet? Why does she have to pull her pistol out of her boot? I don't know, but she Im- almost immediately gets Bill Cosby and is out cold mm-hmm. for like a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. I referred to uh, uh, Scarlet's Kung Fu as Miss Piggy style karate because <laughs> she just walks up to people and goes, Hi-ya! and she just like <laughs> slaps them and they go flying. To be fair, all of the karate is like that because that's how she gets taken out. That's yeah. true. Chopped to the back of the neck. So we realize also that Zartan is here. And here's where I, I have to I have a. a a series of questions for you. Oh, please. So if that is not his hair and it is in fact a hood. That is correct. He is wearing two hoods. Possibly. Because he's wearing a hood and then he's wearing his snake charmer hood over it. Mm -hmm. But also there is definitely a point where he is riding away on a speedboat and the wind is whipping through his hair, which you can see individual strands of. That is correct. Don't worry about that. I don't think you know what you're talking about. I don't think it's a hood. Here's my question, though. If Zartan's wearing his hood, yeah. and then he's disguised as a guy wearing another hood, thank God George Zimmerman didn't walk by, <laughs> because that could have been just fatal for somebody. For everybody, probably, if there's two what, hoods involved. What, Chan, too soon for a George Zimmerman reference? Nope, I'm into it. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I'll back you up on that 100%. But, but I would like, I, you know what, comment on the Facebook page, do you think that's a hood or hair? Because the, I am 100% team hair. It's supposed to be a hood. <laughs> I, wh- how saying. do you know this? How do you know this? If you have because the action the toy, figure, yeah. But I'm saying maybe what happened was, <laughs> at some point, he is going to go bald. Like it during the show, and then he's going to get a hood, and then that's when they made the toy, and they were like, "Give him a hood instead of his hair," because he he his hair caught on fire when he was trying to scoop lava out of things. I was kind of on your side until that explanation. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm. I just think I just hood. think at this point in the show, it can't be a hood. <laughs> yes, somehow. Who who played him in the movie? Uh, <laughs> Arnold Vosloo. the mummy. The, yeah. Oh. Who is bald? Yeah. Oh, I think Gina, you owe Gina an apology. I he was, is bald. I was what? thinking... He is bald. That explanation yeah. makes perfect sense. Oh, yeah, because he later goes bald. Thank I was you. thinking that's actually pretty good casting, except is that dude like super ripped? Because in the, in the TV yeah. show, he's really ripped. Yeah. Everybody's really Everybody's ripped. Everybody's ripped. It's a TV show. That's true. Cartoon so, TV ripped. So. Speaking of Zartan, there's a moment here that messes me up a little bit because uh, Zartan like traps him on a staircase between like the piers and the city. And there's a point where he rips off his, his robe and stands there in the middle and starts laughing at them yeah. in direct sunlight. The thing that's supposed to later in the episode will completely paralyze him and turn him blue. Yet somehow he's in the middle of the city. I would argue that Is he that was in the shade. Is that what turns him blue? Yeah. That and the music of Morrissey. <laughs> uh, but it's direct sunlight because, yeah, I guess that's it's direct true. sunlight. It's what jacks him up. I would argue that he was in the shade in of the a shade. building. Yeah. Uh, just as the sun was going down. It was pretty brightly lit. I don't know. Back I up. was Back up. Whoa, I'm backing up. Even, we got to back up because they go running looking for uh, the doctor. Mm-hmm. They pass by uh, an old snake charmer who goes like, go that way. Yeah, and they're like, okay. Go that way. Yeah, that's with a me. super crazy voice. <laughs> that's me making the echo sound oh. of Zartan's voice. And he also says it's a shortcut, 
But mm-hmm. how do they like? Is shortcut to what? How does he know where they're the, going? A doctor. They're, they're just. Well, and to get even before that, Ricardo's uh, got magic binoculars apparently because they're in the middle of town square, and he just says, "Let me pull up my binoculars," and he can just see through three buildings to see where they're putting him on a boat <laughs> down by the pier. I would argue that in uh, GI Joe physics. The same physics that allow anyone to hear yep. anything anywhere. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I got you. Yep, Your binoculars can see through any solid object. I would, these are all valid uh, uh, complaints about this scene. Mine was... Oh, that's my. That's not a complaint. No, no. I'm just saying I'm <laughs> saying like the fact that he's in direct sunlight, the fact that he, yes. they clearly believe an old, crazy snake charmer who's, who's obviously Zartan. I had a problem with the fact that he revealed himself at all because sure. I think... Stay undercover, man, and just follow them and see what's going on because you never know. Zartan never does that because he because of his ego. Yeah, he well, wants that's... you to be like, I fooled you. He's the it guy that hasn't worked yet. He's the guy that plays poker, and then when he gets off a really good bluff, he has to show you what he did I, every single time. I want to cons- I want to be a consultant for Cobra. <laughs> And just be like, listen, here are some things that you're doing wrong. You celebrate your victories way too early. Here's the thing. Way too early. (laughs) Um, If you have been a longtime follower of professional wrestling, uh, not just just the the, uh, in-ring product, but um, the backstage politics and whatnot, that's that. The professional wrestling is 100% run on ego. All of the weird decisions that get made, and you're like, wait a minute, why did that guy disappear? Like, how come he lost? Because that didn't make any sense. Like, if, even if, you, if you're trying to make money, obviously this guy has to win. Why did he lose? It's all because of ego. Mm. Cobra is run on ego. That's why they I always I see lose. a parallel and right there. I don't, yeah. I don't like the Cobra it. I want man? them to be more rational. I want them to be more rational. I mean, they're marginally more rational in the uh, movie. I mean, not really. I'll find out tonight when I go home and watch it until yeah. the wee hours of the morning, <laughs> complaining about the casting. <laughs> well, well this will take us down to the, the hallway scene now, where the Hiss tanks have appeared, and somehow, even though the Joes are on a staircase, not moving, mm. roughly 50 feet away from the tanks, they can't hit the broad side of the <laughs> barn. Why? They end up hitting the wall behind them and landing bricks on the Dreadnoughts, who have suddenly appeared. To be fair... Uh, you don't chase down individual humans with tanks. Do they have not have targeting true. systems of any kind built in there? No, apparently is the answer, or they're off by a lot. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think this show is bad. <laughs> <laughs> so G.I. Right, Joe on. escapes. We move on to the next scene where we have Dr. Shakur has now been taken in by Cobra. Cobra, who, who, the Cobra commander... Who has a, a the voice style swivel chair now all of a sudden, which yes. is a real big upgrade. Well, you know he's all about the style. We talk about this a lot. I mean, yeah. this was like I was impressed with him in this one. Like I feel like he he was a little blue and he went shopping and spruced up his digs a little, and I'm on board with it. Now you mm. might notice something that happened as possible animation mistake here because while the uh, chair is facing backwards. And uh, Zartan or whatever is taking in Dr. Shakur to mm-hmm. to the chair. On the way in, the other person helping escort the doctor with Zartan is Cobra Commander. It's, it's, oh. it's helmeted Cobra Commander walking with them. And I actually believe this was not an animation mistake. I think Cobra Commander would absolutely <laughs> escort the doctor in, say, hold it right here, change... Get in the chair and then spin around like some sort of crazy, terrible uh, uh, magic trick. I was actually thinking near the end of this uh, because he was like, you fools, you're too late. I've got the, you know, I've got this machine and we're going. Um, 
I thought because he was so uh, uh, confident that that was actually a clone. Uh, and he had oh. away. And then he wasn't. That would have been really smart. He's <laughs> like, also yes, legit. I've defeated you. And they're like, no, all we have to do is shoot this machine. And I was like, what? How yeah. did you figure that out? <laughs> How did you figure out my secret weakness was exploding the, the machine? I have a, I, I came to a revelation, which I can't believe oh, that I, that's I, exciting. I didn't come to earlier. Gina's yes. book of revelations. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, so when they cut back to the Joes, there's a character named Wild Bill. Wild mm-hmm. Bill. Who has a cowboy hat on. That's right. Mm-hmm. And we always make fun of their stupid, their stupid outfits. To be, it, this is one of the guys, his thing is being a helicopter pilot. Okay. So it's not actually, uh, his name doesn't actually reference his thing. Okay. Okay. Nice. That, is, that is interesting. But I will say that I realized that every G.I. Joe character looks like they got dressed in a sketch comedy prop closet. (laughs) Yeah. Wow, that's legit. Because they have hats and costumes that every sketch comedian has. Like every comedian has like a couple of of cowboy hats. Mm -hmm, And there's a couple of characters that have cowboy hats. There's like Mm -hmm. everyone has that one like sailor hat that they wear. Mm -hmm. So I think that if you look next time and keep that in mind, like every character on the show got dressed in a a sketch comedy prop closet, it will make a lot more sense. Are you saying that every like G.I. Joe started out as uh, like a a class at the groundlings? Yeah. And they're just like, you know what? Let's train to be military uh, operatives and... Yeah, go from there. watch it from now on with that in your mind. Like, See, they, like they're like, all right, Joes, we're going out. And then they're like, uh, okay, can you hand me that? Um, oh, what else? Do, what's in the bin right now? <laughs> what do we have in the bin? Uh, we got a Western hat and a and sailor a, cap. And a dicky. <laughs> and a dicky. That makes a lot of sense because a lot of people uh-huh. will notice that uh, there's a strong resemblance between G.I. Joe and the village people. <laughs> but once you get beyond we, those original six, yeah. you've yeah. got to add on things. And that's clearly a sketch comedian. I, I'm, uh, I, that's what I'm saying. Like someone went into the sketch closet at UCB and was just like, all right, what do we have? We've got a feather boa. We've got one doctor's coat. It's true, though, because even Roadblock, who's wearing the real military outfit, it's just a camouflage T-shirt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This 100% plays as far as I'm concerned. I am telling Mm -hmm. you, watch every episode from now on with that in mind and everything will fall into place. (laughs) So this is the point in the show where Dr. Shakur gets the hypnotic device placed on his head. Mm -hmm. Cobra Commander lets him know you may bow if you wish. Because he totally wants to, obviously. Yeah. And then he does. Dr. Shakur is under the lava machines in Cobra hands. It's in the wrong hands, Chan. Poor Dr. Shakur. And they're not using it for a barbecue. Yeah. Poor crying Dr. Shakur. He's like aware, but he can't can't do anything about it. It's terrible. He's dead inside. Uh, It's terrible. Yeah. I... Okay, you know, yeah, no, 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 I had to correct that. Uh, I was disappointed originally because I thought, well, like, here was an interesting story about a, uh, like, a, an ethical scientist whose who's, uh, work is perverted and twisted, and I was disappointed that they uh, attached it to something that was so clearly, obviously a weapon that had no... That uh, had merit that was outside of military, Chan. <laughs> right. Well, that's what I realize now that uh, it actually could be used for geothermal purposes. And so that makes sense. I wish they had cleared it up a little bit. I wish they had said, like, I wanted to use this to create like a limitless energy source for the world. Those writers didn't know. You you took it three steps further than they ever cared to. It was Taco Tuesday on the food line that day. (laughs) They didn't know. So, yes. I was going to say, so like this episode, now they, they end up like going into the jungle and this makes what three episodes in a row three right jungles now? in like, a row 
uh, did I, like I did the writers just discover that jungles were a thing? Like, well, did they watch a special and they were like, "Hey, did you guys know that there's jungles? I, we should work that into the show a little." I would argue <laughs> that they really wanted to sell Rakondo figures, <laughs> and so they were like, "Mother." Fucker, we're gonna put him in the jungle over and over and over till you buy this piece of shit. <laughs> I just it's it's a lot of episodes in a row to be in the jungle, like especially since the first few were like in the city and I feel like we're gonna have to wait until the end and do uh, uh, a tally to see how many are city, how many are jungle, how many are Arctic. Oh, are, uh, there will be Arctic in the distant past. One was I know in there's space. At least one. Oh, oh you space. know you know there's one that takes place in the distant there's, past. No, no, hold on. There's at least two that in are space. in space. Yeah, space is not a place that one normally goes. <laughs> I would argue that that was much weirder than a jungle. Uh, I mean, it's not weird that it's a jungle. I'm just saying three jungles in a row. I'm getting a little jungle fatigue at this point. Like, I want to see a different setting, and I feel like. Maybe they were sitting there and they were like, hey, what are some locations? And someone was like, um, city, uh, jungle. Hey, uh, Red Rocket Space? happened on the coast. <laughs> on That's the P- true. On PCH. That's yeah. true. I just want them to explore more places is what I'm saying. I'm sure we'll get there. I'm I'm sure I hope we'll we do. I hope it's well, this leads us tropical next I'm time. hoping. Uh, well, in a couple episodes, we do go to an island, so Ooh. that's exciting. Uh, are we to the point where they crash in the jungle? Helicopter yet? battle, yeah. everybody. And oh, one of my favorite thing happens is in G.I. Joe is it, they run out of space to write words on buttons and other such things. Mm. So they have a button in the helicopter <laughs> uh, cockpit that says alert. And it says Allah, and then the R is like half size, and the T goes <laughs> off the button. <laughs> Again, <laughs> I don't think that was a mistake. I think G.I. Joe contracts go to the lowest bidder. <laughs> and somebody just is a poor planner who got that government contract. And what? They just have like nine-year-olds writing alert on their buttons? <laughs> I'm thinking it's like a senator's son. Mm-hmm. It's that kind of shady government business. Yeah, going I would on. buy it. I would buy it. Fair enough. And, and literally, uh, that's, all, that's all you get. That's, there's a crash, and then helicopters all crash and stuff. And then terrible animal scenes coming up. Hold guys. on. Did we mention that only two helicopters crashed, and yet there are five G.I. Joes on the ground afterwards? Even though each maybe one was already there, what a, just what hanging out in the jungle? Oh, this is like this is like one of those grade school riddles. Okay, <laughs> you have two helicopters and five GI Joes, but two of them can't ever be in the same helicopter, or they'll kill each other. I think one of them was just hanging on to one of the pontoons underneath. That well, happens so frequently in G.I. Joe. Never mind the fact that there were five Cobra Fangs they were facing, and no less than six Cobra Fang explosions. <laughs> Oh, no, that no, happened no. during the battle. There were reinforcements. Before the reinforcements it, showed oh, up. I did not count. I, yeah. I went back and did. Fair enough. Because I couldn't believe it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so here we are. I don't even know what some of these notes even mean. Uh, there's I, the mind control device, and I just wrote, here's a big pile of bullshit. I'm not exactly sure why that's a thing, but now it is. I mean, we the just next, have to accept the mind control thing. Yeah. The just, next note that I have is a rhino far out. Did Oop. someone say that? Hold on. No, uh, possibly. Right w- before we get to the rhino, though. I, yes. I, I will say that it's odd that uh, they're 24 hours away from yes. the base. That they were just flying next to. Uh, what? No, no, they didn't make it. It was supposed to be uh, yeah, a three-day walk, and they took the copters, and then they were intercepted. So now they're 24 hours away, according to Rakondo, yeah. by foot. Yeah. And apparently, uh, Cobra Commander has 24 hours... A 24-hour walks radius around the base covered with traps. That's, That's correct. A fuck ton of traps. <laughs> that is. That is a mess of traps. Yeah, I did not think of that. 
I just because it seemed to me like the fight happens in the river in the little area right next to where the Cobra Temple is. I sort of got there only a half mile away. Maybe Rakondo's not as good at going through the jungle. And he, you know, it's like how they say a uh, promise big uh, or promise small, deliver big. Sure. So he says, guys, it'll probably be twenty four hours before we get there. Yeah. It's about Rakondo, I can see it. It's <laughs> like I can see it poking up right over that tree, guys. I'm just saying. To, oh, we made it in two hours, guys. I guess I'm a great jungle explorer. <laughs> That's uh, I I would buy that. I was impressed by some of these booby traps, to be honest. Let's well, count them off. Yes. Okay. Well, there before, are six. Right before we count them off, because before we get there, mm-hmm. it all starts when Cobra Commander presses a big red button mm-hmm. on the control panel for a bunch of non-electronic <laughs> jungle traps. Uh, hold well, on. Well, not sir. all of them, but they most been, of them. They could have been electronic. You can't tell. Tripwires are not electronic. Start out number one. Yes. Tripwire that triggers a scythe. A scythe. Not, not that, uh, a grenade. Yeah, but that explosion. scythe could have tiny uh, lasers. A, a tiny, tiny lasers mechanism inside it. You don't know. I would argue that the tripwire may have had uh, an electronic signaling device, yep. but is essentially mechanical. I think I can, I can justify all these. Two. Okay, fair enough. Two is the honey pit. Yes. Um, and again, maybe signaling device, but, base, but not electronic. It's just covered, It was a covered. tarp put over a hole. Yes. <laughs> There's nothing electronic about that, right. Gina. I mean, I'm just saying the tarp itself could have a tiny electronic mechanism in it. Number three. <laughs> My <laughs> sure. are the same. Number three. Very clearly, you need electronics to open up the door. The hyena pit. Yes. No, no, no. That's oh. the rhino. Oh, the rhino. That's excuse the me. rhino. Oh, rhino is first. Yes. Why is a rhino in a cage? Do you feed the rhino? Like on a regular basis? I didn't like any of this. Animal cruelty. Oh, Duke was going to murder the rhino. Oh, also, Duke was going to kill so the fucking Duke was going to murder the rhino, so that mm-hmm. makes me hate Duke, mm-hmm. first of all. And then second of all, who's the who's the guy that starts chasing him with a stick? Rakondo. Okay, so Rakondo clearly looks like he is going to stuff that stick up that rhino's 100%. butt. 100%. Like 100%. He, I think that was the plan. I, when he was doing it, I was like, what is happening right now? He's like, come here, girl. Come here, girl. <laughs> and then... He makes her jump off of a cliff. Ooh, yeah, it was not. Yeah, yeah, yeah into yeah. and somehow is like she'll be fine. She weighs like a ton, mm-hmm. but she will be fine falling mm-hmm. from this height, Guys. nose first into a river that he has no idea how deep it is, and then she just like gets up and is not furious anymore. <laughs> I, I think this actually this it. this plan goes back to the old children's joke. How do you stop a rhino from charging? <coughs> Take away its credit card. Sodomy. <laughs> The, what? Isn't that what the, the, the joke from elementary school? Do I, am I getting that one wrong? Number four. <laughs> oh, we're only up to four? Was the laser trap. Uh, Lasers. Some, mechanical. Some oh, uh, left over from the Pyramid of Darkness cube with the tentacles and the... Uh, no, no, no. Just just like uh, on little... On little oh, they're on uh, little tripods. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah okay. And, uh, which were... Uh, uh, that they triggered with a pair. Yeah. Because um, Rakondo knows jungle traps that involve laser beams. Right. And apparently Cobra Commander mistook a burnt pear <laughs> for five full-size G.I. Joe corpses. Also, it's literally all he has to do is turn his head a fraction of an inch and see yeah. that that, oh, that's not them. <laughs> They're well, on the other side of them. the camera shot. That's, that's Just what Zartan tur- did. turn your neck slightly. Turn your neck slightly. I mean, to be fair, it's a, it's a, it's a video camera. It's oh. not like you're actually there. That's Cobra Commander's fatal flaw. He can't tell, like, framing <laughs> and scene. No, Forward perspective, he can't do. I mean, you so, don't get any uh, peripheral vision when you're true. wearing a hood. Is number five, what's number five? Number five, I thought they were glowing-eyed hyenas. Turns out they're striped hyenas. Striped hyenas. Which are especially deadly wait but what's so what's six because hyenas were the last thing uh rope trap 
Oh, oh the rope trap right, for right. Duke. Yeah, that's right. Can I just say, uh, Snake Eyes coming to his rescue to beat up hyenas is the worst thing in the world. When he kicked those hyenas, I was not. I was instantly. So now I hate Duke, and I also hate Snake Eyes. It's like, First he, off, it's like he kicked Timber six times in a row. Yeah. First off, I hated it. there was all of the conveniently placed vines that got him over in the first place. <laughs> then Snake Eyes got a vine back uh-huh. and then started kicking hyenas. Uh, arguably, I mean, hyenas are... Uh, they are dicks. I saw them in they The Lion King, and they were very rude. Listen, I, I understand, but I think they get a bad rap, you guys. Have also, you ever seen that hyena that's eating the butthole of that dead elephant? Because that is hilarious. No! Oh, my God! What it's are you talking hilarious. about? It's a YouTube video. Of a hyena eating an elephant's butthole. Yeah, it's a it's an elephant carcass, and that hyena is just going to town. <laughs> Also, though, he does scare them away. He does, in the end, he does not kill them. Uh, yeah, he doesn't he kill co- them. He but kicks he, one. Yes. The others jump on him, and he shoves them away. This he is a part that them. upsets me. It's because Ricardo's like, we have to run from the hyenas because you can blow one away, and then the, another three will rip you to shreds. Uh-huh. But they're one-on-one hyena to Joe ratio right now at this point. So mm-hmm. if they just each take one, they will be what fine. Is, what are you, oh. It says hyena sticks head in elephant's butt. I don't want to see that. That's horrifying. No, I don't. You so do. That's terrifying. Guys, Google it right now. Google it and watch it. (laughs) Oh, my God. Go ahead and pause this. Go ahead and Google it. I'm not going to. Go ahead and Google it. This podcast will continue. For the record, I will will judge you if you pause right now and Google it. Uh, I won't. Also, um, (laughs) uh, and then if I could just say that uh, Cobra Commander saying, uh, let my my pets, uh, let's leave my pets to eat in peace. Is some bargain basement Goldfinger <laughs> bullshit? <laughs> Why do you think that striped hyenas are going to succeed? Are, are, have one hundred percent success rate when they're a bunch of fucking hyenas, man? Also, so far nothing has panned out. None of them. No, no pl- none, none of, of his plans have panned out. So it is the classic. Oh, I'm, I don't need to see what's going on here. I'm just going to look away. Maybe he wanted. Maybe he wanted to leave them so he, they could eat that pear. <laughs> maybe maybe i bet that pear is honestly like i mean you, a roast pear is pretty good delicious. Yeah. yeah well this is so they, they end up running across copperhead who's the, who runs i believe the lampreys is what they're called the, the the seafaring device they end up beating up all the different cobra guys knocking them to their underwear taking their clothes and then leaving them in the jungle to die by those hyenas yeah who would clearly be hungry that's a dick move by gi joe that is not the first well that is the first but that that's is not, not the last, the last that's no a very important oh, note oh, oh yes okay, oh we're, we're all, all on board with noise. what that is okay and i'm still angry about let's it let's move on can we say that uh, uh here's the point where i was appalled that snake eyes did not get a disguise everybody else got to get in uh, uh cobra uniforms except for oh, snake yeah. eyes who has who, is who clearly just got, had to be the prisoner. Who, he has the experience yeah. of uh, wearing Cobra. Well, maybe they didn't have a blonde wig handy well, this time. Well, I think he, he never takes off his mask, so he couldn't. Right. So was this the first time we saw Copperhead? Copperhead's first appearance on the show. How come his, his outfit is a slightly different color than all the other ones? Oh, because he's like a boss, so you can tell him apart. Oh, because he has like a bluish green. He's the guy yeah. that came with that vehicle when you bought the toy. Mm-hmm. And he's, uh, I mean, I'm just guessing straight up from the bayou, right? <laughs> like, that is the most Louisiana, Emerald Lagasse wanting to be accent I've ever heard in my yeah, entire that is, life. That is almost as good as uh, Gambit's I was gonna say uh, Gambit. accent from uh, the old <laughs> 90s X-Men cartoon. I was just, I was going to put the over-under on number of times he said Jambalaya. 
Uh, but then it turns out he didn't say it at all. I mean, yeah. and I feel like he said it five times during That's the episode, yeah. and it turns out the answer was zero. Mm-hmm. So uh, we end up getting to the Cobra Temple right uh-huh. here, yep. and we're getting pretty close to the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say Copperhead has sleeping sickness because they've knocked him unconscious. Yeah, and uh, you know why would you why would you even you know challenge that at all? Uh, you why know would what? You You're in the him? jungle. It's a scary place. Why is he still in why the pilot would they leave seat? Him? I mean, I guess they don't want to. They don't like because that's what I thought too. I was like, bring him with you, and then I was like, oh no, that's a lot of dead weight, and they've yeah. got to get in and out. Yeah, no, we we yeah, we learn what happens to dead weight. You know what happens <laughs> when somebody contracts sleeping sickness in the jungle? You just leave them hunched over in their mm. cockpit. Just leave them alone. Nobody <laughs> nobody bother. Well, the guy did say take him to the infirmary already, and right. but then that guy got out of there because he didn't want sleep, sleeping sickness. <laughs> sure, somebody else do this. I'm out. So that I would like to say uh, evolution of Cobra Commander. In the previous episode with the Red Rockets, uh, he wanted to test it on a model of a city, yet here he wants to test the lava machine on a real city. Sure. It's like he's finally starting to goddamn figure out terrorism. He's like also got Paris, more confidence. Like Moscow, like Los Angeles. <laughs> No way some creep's going to ace my hometown. Rock and roll, believe it or not, the surfer guy. Uh- Who's stoned all the time? First time Los we saw Angeles. him, right? First time we saw him. I think he was a, he's been a background player, okay. but the first time he's had a real role. Because when talk. he introduced himself talked. and he said rock and roll, I was like, is that that guy's name or is that just like a catchphrase that he says? Like, like rock, rock and roll. roll. Oh, that dude is straight up Los Angeles <laughs> hair metal 80s. Mm-hmm. I believe he was one of like the first seven guys that they invented when they were just trying to come up with the most generic yeah. personalities. That's <laughs> <laughs> he ended up with Breaker, you know, the computer guy with a beard yeah. and rock and roll, you know, the surfer guy the, with a beard. The guy from Los Angeles. Uh, the guy or, who's uh, a real rock and roll guy. What should we call him? Oh, skewers are here. <laughs> uh, how about this guy, rock from, roll. this guy from Philadelphia? Uh, Cheesesteak. Okay, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> and his brother, Hoagie. <laughs> Fantastic. So, yeah, and so we get one of my other favorite, maybe my favorite insult of the entire um, episode. Scarlet uh, calls him Freak Face. Mm-hmm. Oh, poor Zartan. He probably got that all, all his childhood. Yeah. Hey, he can't so- help it, right? This is a deformity that he was born with, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's some sort of mutation or something. So that's some sort of like mutant hating spewing that she's yeah. doing. Yeah, that's not even that. That's uh, that's ableism. Oh. <laughs> ableism? He, he, he has a handicap, yeah, and she's and making, she's fun, making of fun of him for wow. it. But he, he benefits from it, so I would call it more of a mutation. Like a like an X-Men style mutation. And Absolutely. She is, on the, she is on the side of no mutants. I mean... His what is what is the mutation is that when uh, the sun comes out, he experiences unendurable pain and turns blue. <laughs> what are the benefits of it? Oh, right, nothing. No, I mean he just a, taught he, himself how to be a master of disguise. Well, he can to cover also up his goddamn he, uh, face. Can he, he? He can blend into the background as well. Remember, he did that in the scene in Countdown for Zartan when he blends into the darkness. Oh, right. And oh, Doc yeah. Out. So he it, blends it can into work the darkness <laughs> just like nobody else can when there's no lights in a room. Yeah. He 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 sits in shadows better than anybody else can sit in shadows, uh, except for Roadblock. Don't worry about that. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yep. I was gonna, I'm really? gonna, and I was gonna wait that out. I no. was gonna wait out that pause. I was gonna wait for Flint to say, "I can't see you in here, Roadblock." Oh, there you're <laughs> smiling. Fantastic! <laughs> oh, wow. So, uh, so there's a huge laser battle that starts out. Um, Doctor Shakur is just standing there, and the Cobras are like, "We got to murder this guy." Mm-hmm. So they just open fire at him from again like 50 feet away. He's <laughs> not moving or trying to get out of the way in any possible way. And there's a good 
four full seconds full of gunfire that's happening all around Dr. Shakur, yeah. and nobody can hit Dr. Shakur. Also, if uh, uh, in case you haven't listened to the last episode, we have already made the Tupac Shakur joke. I just feel like the people who haven't who skip right to this episode will be wondering how we've made it almost 50 minutes without saying we made oh, you a mean tupac dr shakur tupac shakur we yes, made a we tupac reference last week how Definitely. was he in last week's episode no it was, it was uh, a different tupac ray reference. watched ahead i think i i, think. I did oh yeah. and this is on... the rest of us the rest... this is a chore <laughs> for ray this is this is vacation application. i love it uh so and so we're basically much like a previous episode we've got like two minutes to wrap up this entire thing at uh-huh. this point oh you mean seeing some sparkly lava sparkly lava it looked like the energon cubes from uh transformers i thought it was pretty it was pretty and also not in any way like lava and reminded me just where, to like lava this some is where all the gi joes straight up try to murder a dude they murder copperhead oh they <laughs> Toss they, him into the water. They, toss him into the lava. They toss him into the water, that, and lava becomes that two seconds later. I hmm? literally wrote in my notes, did the guy who drives the ship that got tossed in the water die when the yes. lava came and the building clearly crumbled on top of him? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say he should have. I mean, he clearly didn't because he's in other episodes, he will but that back. was their intention. Will he? Will he? I mean, there were... There's no breaking bones s- about it here. There were stones falling in that water. Also, lava falling in that water. Water. All of the animators had to do was not have him in the boat. Like he woke up and got away somehow. They specifically left him in there. Or the Joes threw him out. Or just have him because sh- I was like, oh, they're probably going to show him swimming, or they're going to show no. the other Cobra guys no. pulling him out of the river, mm. and he swum. They never show that. No, nope. <laughs> they like, always show the parachute coming out of the airplane when it gets shot. Yeah, down. like I was convinced that there would be a shot where the Cobras on the boat would. Yank him dripping wet and put him in the boat. Right. It's just the cavalier way they did it. They just get up and be like, can't use this dead weight. Dead, yeah. Right out the Which, boat. Which, by the way, it's not like you like you already were in it with him once. I yeah. mean, I realize now you have Tupac in there, but I'm just saying like <laughs> Tupac doesn't weigh that much. I mean, also, we established earlier in the episode that they just left four dudes in underwear out in the <laughs> middle of a in the middle of a jungle surrounded by striped hyenas and also all of Cobra Commander's weapons, yeah. which will trigger automatically. I'm sure there's, there's other no traps. Yeah, other traps they haven't found yet. I mm. think, like, but they were probably assuming these guys know where the traps are. The hyenas know not to eat their masters. Really? But when you throw a dude into a river as that river's being uh, flooded with lava, flooded with lava, mm-hmm. and a building is falling into it, yep. you're you're 70% sure that dude's going to die. Mm-hmm. Did not give a fuck. So uh, this is uh, this leads us to Cobra Temple being destroyed. Stop me if you've heard this before. Mm. If we count the Pyramid of Darkness as one <laughs> full saga and the five episodes that aired, uh-huh. there have been out of six potential Cobra Temples, five Cobra Temples destroyed over six episodes. I'm I just am... surprised that there's one that wasn't destroyed. The Red Rocket episode, they destroyed 150 burger joints. Oh, but not... no Cobra Temple did get destroyed in that episode. Oh, well, that's uh, nice. I I am telling you. I want to see the episode where their accountant comes. And and it is like the guy from that You're Killing Me Larry commercial. For for people who aren't in California, there is a mattress commercial where a guy keeps giving mattresses away super cheap. And his accountant says, you're killing me, Larry. And I feel like that's the guy that goes into Cobra Commander and tells him each of those temples cost us in time, opportunity cost, money, labor, 
About six million dollars. Oh, six? I was going to say well over a hundred million. I was going to at first. I was going to say at first. I was going to say a billion. A condo in New York costs six million (laughs) dollars. At first, I was going to say a billion, but I feel like they get cheap labor and cheap materials. I mean, we're talking at least. 12, 15 million. Okay. Although I would think that to buy the property in the jungle probably is not so expensive. Uh, plus, I think they probably took it from someone and Chances then used are. some slave labor. Mm, all right. To, all right. Save, to save some they, costs. Right. They seem to make friends I was with low tribes ball a lot. In it. I'll give yeah. you that. I, I was lowballing it, but I think that that, yeah, I think that that accountant probably has the most stressful job on the show. Uh, I would agree. Uh, and then to wrap up the episode, our heroes are riding away. Just completely high-fiving after they murdered Copperhead. Yeah. And Wild Bill asks the team, like, hey, guys, what exactly happened after we left? And Rock and Roll essentially through this crazy delusional. He reveals that he was high the entire time. He was stoned 100% of this episode as he just starts launching into the narrative. <laughs> he can't like he can't formulate full sentences. Like I'm just impressed by that that he could be that high and not show it until the very <laughs> end of danger. I mean, he is from California. He's an LA boy. Yeah. There's a there's he a weed store on every corner. Uh, so in case you were wondering, gosh, Gina, did it pass the Bechtel test? Not even close. No, no. (laughs) not even close. I don't even think that there was a single other woman in this episode. No. Although other than uh, Scarlet, I mean, Scarlet did step it up. She was a pretty big. Yeah, she was a badass. badass. But there was even even in like the marketplace in India. I feel like we didn't see any women. Oh, man. She could have just bought like a monkey's paw and it passed. Yeah, she could have just been like, excuse me, how much are your wares? Mm -hmm. And then here you go. Thank you. Have a nice day. And that would have passed. Still no. Still no. How many episodes in are we? Nine. This is ten. This is episode ten. Ten. Ten in. And still we've we've had a half pass, which was which was (laughs) sort of so. For the record, we're at um, five Cobra temples destroyed, uh-huh. mm-hmm. zero passes of the Bechtel test. <laughs> mm-hmm. just, just to tell just us where our heads where are at. Just their priorities yeah. lie. About right. yeah. <laughs> and one murdered Copperhead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who I, I swear to God, I hope he's back next episode because now I'm actually worried about he's him. He's definitely going to be back. He's just going to be paralyzed. <laughs> <laughs> paralyzed by lava? How does that, did it hit him in the no, spinal I was, column? I was thinking that one of the rocks from the uh, oh, okay. temple fell on his spine. That's fair. And he's going to be real mad at the Joes. As, as he should be. Yeah. Uh, I'd, if I was him, that would be like, I'd be pissed for life. Mm-hmm. There's no coming back from you threw me in lava. <laughs> yeah. You pieces of shit. <laughs> uh, but in any case, that's going to wrap up episode 10, Jungle Trap. Definitely. And here's the deal. It, it was so much better than Cobra Stops the World, like night and day, right? Like, we, I think we've better, turned a corner yes. as far as jungle episodes go. I mean, like I don't want to see any more jungle episodes. I have jungle fatigue. I'll be honest; I haven't looked ahead for the next one, so I don't know about the next one. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's not set in the jungle. Good. I'm guessing islands, so there might be a little jungle nearby, but that's not where the main action will take place. Yeah, as long as it's mostly on a beach. I think it's time that they had a they had a vacation, and then disaster breaks out while they're at a sandals. Interesting sandals. Yeah, Yeah. they're on a princess cruise. (laughs) Uh, How about we just trade out Duke and Scarlet for Lady J and uh, Yeah, that would that would make the episodes thirty percent more entertaining to me. I like that you put that specific a percentage on it. (laughs) You've clearly done thought. I agree. In any case, that's going to wrap it up this time. Catch us for the mini-sode on Tuesday when we wrap this up, find out what we missed. Till then, I am... Send us questions and stuff. Yes, do it on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast. So easy. Send us pictures of yourself listening to the podcast. That would be weird. (laughs) If you did that, though, I guarantee we'd talk about it. We would totally talk about it. Sounds very exciting. But until then, I am Ray Stacanis. I'm Robert Chan. I'm Gina Polito. And we are saying goodnight from G.I. Joe headquarters. 
Work day. It could be day when they're listening to this. Good day from G.I. Joe headquarters. I mean, why you got to be specific? Why you have to say day or night? Let me say, like, have a good life, man. Because <laughs> that's so finite. That's just so... It, it is. That's have a good life means finite. that, like, as soon as this recording ends, somebody's going to jump out and kill them from their <laughs> iPad. Yeah, or, or they're going to kill themselves. Oh, no. Please don't let this be the last thing you hear. <laughs> <laughs> good life? host of breakfast with brent pope you've seen me on some of your favorite tv shows saying things like give it up jimmy you gotta sink this putt to win or i wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilize the hydraulics on breakfast with brent pope i sit down with guests from the entertainment world working actors comedians writers stunt people you get it and we do it all over breakfast or should i say breakfast every week is a new episode of breakfast and here's what you get Inside Hollywood info, like, how cool is it to act with Ed O'Neill? Spoiler alert, it's really cool. And what the heck is a gaffer? You get great breakfast wrecks and foodie debates, like, when should you go hash browns and when do you go home fries? I know the answer to that. Trust me, my pancake posse, my bacon brigade. Listen up, because breakfast is the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in, it's breakfast time. Breakfast with Brent Pope, available at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. 